my name is Christina, just again, if somebody does not know me, but I think everybody knows me now. Yep. Um, I'm one of the leaders that help our pastors in here, and it's a great privilege for me to actually stand here and share the Word of God. So it's an honor. I feel very joyful about that, and a wee bit nervous too. So um, I would like to start by praying, okay, if we all close our eyes. Um, our beloved Daddy, Lord, thank you very much for this opportunity to be here and share your revelation and share your wonderful word. And I just pray, God, that you use me, you, you help me to speak your word, Lord, and to share this revelation that you have given me, Lord, and that people here will receive it and feel it, Lord, in the same powerful way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, let's start from reading a Bible. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3 to 14. While Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will this destruction of the temple take place? And what will be the sign of your coming? And end of the end, completion, consummation of the age. Jesus answered, Be careful that no one mis misleads you, deceiving you, and leading you into error. For many will come in my name, misusing it and a appropriating the strength of the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, and they will mislead many. You will continually hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place, but that is not yet the end of the age. For a nation will rise against nation, a kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs, of the intolerable anguish and the time of, of unprecedented trouble. Then they will hand you over to endure tribulation and will put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will be offended and repelled by their association with me and will fall away from one who they should trust and will betray one another, handing over believers to their persecutors and will hate one another. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many because lawlessness is increased. The love of most people will grow cold. But the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as the testimony to all the nations. And then the end of the age will come. Amen. That was a long passage, but very important. In this passage, Jesus, instead of telling his disciples the exact day and time of his return and the end of age, he tells them how to be prepared and which signs to watch. That's interesting, isn't it? 
Jesus reminds us of the importance of being prepared, being ready, and being watchful and alert. So church, brothers and sisters, I'm really concerned as I share this word. I prayed and I asked God to give me the word for today. But what he has given me, he has given me a dream that I had one night with very deep revelation that I have received. In my dream, I saw the end times approaching very fast, leaving us with no time completely. So when I wake up, I could still feel the very strong presence of the Holy Spirit on me and that strong sense that no time is left. And it was so real. I was crying. I spent a lot of time crying because I just realized, you know, how, how quickly it's happening and how short time we have. So I named this preaching, No Time Left, Be Ready. Okay? Easy said than done, I guess. So after reading the passage that we just read about Jesus describing the end of times, did you notice any of the signs today? Has anybody noticed any of the signs? Yes. I do notice them. I'm used to. Today I hear a lot about wars, troubles, sickness, and persecution of Christians also, and much more. I meet many people that are troubled by everything that is happening today. I have also noticed how the level of stress and pressure has increased in many people's lives. Many have voiced that they don't have enough time or hours in the day to do what they need to do. Brothers and sisters, the end times are coming and they are real and we do see the signs of them. So what Jesus then is teaching us? What is he teaching us? What should we do? One point is, be ready, okay? There's another Bible verse here, Matthew 24, verse 42, and up to 42 and 44. So, be alert. Give strict attention, be cautious and active in faith, for you do not know which day, whether near or far, your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the head of the house had known what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you who follow me, must also be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. So we do not know the time or the day, but we must live as if it is today. That's what the Bible teaches us. He says, if we knew the hour of the day, our house would be ready. But we need to be ready as if it is today. So, do the work of God while there is time. 
as Bible says here, also in John 9, verse 4. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. So many Bible verses point out to that, that we need to be alert and use the time and be ready and do the work of God till it's the day because there is the night coming, but we don't know when. Another point that could help us to be ready for the end times is that the word of God is your torch. Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light, and he makes me safe. So I'm not afraid of anyone. The Lord takes care of my life. Nobody can make me afraid. What I would like to say here, you know, about the word of God as your torch, as our torch, as my torch, is read the word of God daily. Because it is the torch, it's the light. When we are scared, when we are troubled, that's where is our comfort. It is our torch. Breathe it in. It's like reading it and taking it in. It's like, I would say it, breathe it in. Eat it. You know, it has to go in deep into us, not just read it, that it stays in our mind, but we have to drink it. We have to breathe it in. We have to eat it. It must become part of yourselves and part of your personality and character. That's how I say it, to read it, when it becomes part of you. So you must even smell like him. Carry his lovely aroma. You shouldn't be the same after reading the word. It's not possible if you truly read the word, take it in, that you be the same. It breaks your heart for good reason. So when it becomes a part of you, only then you know that all what you have read stayed in you and it's going to shine light. That's how it shines the light, when it's part of you. It's going to shine the light in the darkness for you. Otherwise, you are in trouble. It is not, if, if the word of God is not in you, it means you have not received anything, and when the hard times come, you will have no light. Then I would say you need to search for the Lord harder, to seek Him intensively. Like the Bible says, who search for me with all my heart will find me. But you have to seek him more because if you really, really seek and then you take to read the word of God, what's going to happen? It's going to go in because you're wanting it so badly, it will go in because God will give for those who want him. But if we just open the Bible, the book, or we just read it occasionally, it doesn't go in. Another point do not be afraid. Matthew 24, verse 22 and 31. And if those days of tribulation had not been cut short, no human life would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, God's chosen ones, those days will be shortened. And he will send his angels 
with a loud trumpet, and they will gather together his elect, God chosen ones, from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. That's nice. The word of God shows that God cares, cares for us, and he, he knows we're waiting for him. So he will come and collect us. The trust in God and his word should help us face a fear, especially when facing the end times. So see the word that we read now says that he will come for us. So the trust in him. So if we know he's going to come for us, if we have this belief and this comfort in him, that helps us to overcome our fears. We should also challenge ourselves and prepare ourselves to face persecutions. That's how brave and bold we need to be in him. If we're still afraid, we should ask ourselves how deep our love and trust in God is. Because as deeper is the trust and as deeper is the love, as there is less fear. Do you agree? Do you agree? Confused. <laughs> so, one of the great examples we have, Jesus' disciples, okay? We can look at them, who gave their life for Jesus with joy. Can you imagine that? They gave their life for Jesus with joy. So, how, what they had inside of them, that when they faced persecution, they actually had joy. What they had, how deep was their trust, their belief, their... Everything. They had joy. Are we as the church ready to be persecuted and yet be joyful? I think no. <laughs> then we must act as soon as possible to actually change that. Because if our answer is no, it's like, how is our trust? How is our belief? You know? We should all individually seek the presence of the Holy Spirit and ask him to transform us and make us ready for these end times. Okay? Because we're still here. We still can get ready from now. Okay? You agree? As we're still here, then we still have this time. We can get ready. So we could be joyful in troubles. And when we read the first passage there, one of the signs is that many Christians' hearts will get cold. That's interesting. So we're all Christians here, and, our car, and many of our hearts will get cold. What do you think about that? That's, that's what the Bible says. And it says that we will betray each other. The Christians will betray each other. I think that's so sad. But it's possible. When I was reading this and I was thinking of that, I actually have a few examples, very recent ones, one actually can, may help us to think about that seriously. I would like to remind you about the COVID, last COVID and lockdowns that we had, okay? Simple things. How many Christians have had different opinions about vaccination and isolation? And how many divisions that has created? It's when we go against each other. 
or you do that, no, but you do that, you know? Have you, do you remember that? Did you notice how among Christians we got divided? We were not for each other at that point. And this is a simple thing. That's not a big problem, isn't it? But we got divided. So Christians were strongly influenced by all the rules and news and media that this became the priority rather than love for each other or forgiveness. I just want you to think about it, how simple things like that can change our hearts. What the Bible says that many Christian hearts will, will get cold. Another example, the war today. Sorry, my hands are shaking because I'm nervous. And when I'm nervous, a wee bit it always gets shaken. So. so about the war today, how many Christians have already taken sides? Sides in the war. Okay? And different opinions that people have. Okay, about the countries involved. So this is already causing the divisions among brothers and sisters around the world. Around the world. But Bible says we have brothers and sisters of different nations, right? Not excluding a nation. Not excluding. So no matter where the war is happening, no matter who is fighting with who, the Bible still says we have brothers and sisters of every nation, not excluding one. So we should take only one side. Who? Amen. We should take one side. Jesus' side. Not a country side, not a nation side. Jesus' side. We must be so careful Especially when we can be so easily conditioned. That's how I would call it. Conditioned. We listen. We get conditioned. So take care of your hearts. Especially and of your minds. So I would like to show you one example of courage. From Braveheart 1995. Recently we watched this movie. And it's like, wow, the courage. And I thought this will be so nice to show to you. So just before you watch this video, I would like to just explain a wee bit of the background, what's happening in there, okay? That you just have a, just some idea about it. So in this video, the Scottish people they're, they're coming to the war, the Scottish and the England, okay? They're, fight, they're fighting there. But the Scottish people were just simple, simple farmers. So, and they came to stand up for the homeland against English army. English soldiers were many in numbers, and the Scottish got terrified and wanted to run away. Because once they came, they saw them, it's like, no, we're not staying in here. We're going to run away and save our lives but yet to lose their freedom. If they were running away to save their lives, they would have lost their freedom. So, and here is the speech, one of the leaders in there that where they saw a great example in him. So his name was um, 
William Wallace. So he came to inspire them. And that's the speech I would like you to hear. For presenting yourselves on this battlefield, I give you back this is our army. To join it, you give army. I give homage to Scotland. And if this is your army, why does it go? We didn't come here to fight for them. Okay, I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know if you were able to understand everything. Sometimes you have to watch this video a few times because the Scottish accent is so strong. I was listening a few times to hear, you know, certain places in the movie. But I'll read a few things here that he said. He said about the enemies. They may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. Think about our enemy. And the fear, whatever, the persecution, the death in a physical body. The enemy may take our lives in physical body, but we'll never take our freedom. We'll never take our eternity. We'll never take our love for Jesus, for each other. What is our values? You know, every time when we follow a fear, we're betraying something. Another thing he said, 
every man dies, but not every man truly lives. What does that say? It tells the simple truth. We, we may all die here in our physical body, but have all of us lived? Lived. We should be sure about our beliefs and the values it teaches us to the point that we can stand up for it without our faith. We must know what we live for. Especially coming to the end times. We'll be accountable for our words, for our actions, what we live for. That should not be seen as a threat or a final destination, but rather as an honor and as a seat for the kingdom of God. Because the death of Jesus or others like William Wallace, William Wallace died in this movie, in this movie. but what's happened after? The, the, the others continued what he started. They went, continued to fight for the freedom, and they won the freedom without William Wallace. But he was the one who started. His death inspired the multitude of people, and like Jesus' death, look when he died on a cross, what has happened? Look at all of us here, and then around the world, what has happened? So it's inspired to people to stand up for justice and righteousness, for love and forgiveness, and for unity and freedom. And Jesus showed us the way of that. We saw and we are here the fruit of his death and resurrection for sure. But speaking about death, we are the fruit in here. Why sh so then why should we be afraid of anything at all even when death has only produced life for Christians? As a true Christians, when they die, it only inspires people. So why are we afraid so much? So when Christians' hearts grow cold, like there we spoke about recent examples, then there is a lack of unity between them. And there is only one answer to that, that the true values of Jesus are not in them. Because when we read the Bible and it becomes a part of us, the values of him become part of us. We will not go against each other if we have Jesus' values. Jesus died for each of us. Not for some of us. There's another answer. He died for each of us, not for some of us. We should not take our relationship with Jesus as an advantage, but as a duty to serve each other and help others. When we go against each other and we fight there for opinions, what are we doing? It's like we're using our relationship as advantage. I know better. I do better. But that's not what Jesus came to do. What he would say when his two disciples fighting or arguing, did he ever agree? No, 
another point is use the opportunities which God gives us with people as you might not see each other again. Bible verse, Matthew 24, verse 38. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. So here I would like to say, nobody knows when is your last day, when is your last hour, when is someone else's last hour. We need to take care of our relationships, help others, be mindful of our actions and words. Because people come and people go. We don't know the hour, we don't know the time. Think, of, think about that. You see someone, but you might not see them tomorrow. Would you not want to turn your time back and say different things to that person? I heard many of tragedies. People receive phone calls, their husband collapsed and got a heart attack at work. What was the morning, I'm wondering, before he left? What did they say to each other? Did they say, I love you? Or did they spoke simple things, right, bye, you know, I'm gonna see you in the evening, but will you? How many of you here are sure you're going to see your husbands, your children tomorrow? A hundred percent. Give me a hand. Who here are sure you're going to see any of people here a hundred percent tomorrow? But how do we live? Do we live like that? Do we live like this, knowing this every day? We don't. This is so sad. Bible says we don't know the day or the hour. So be aware. That's me? No. I thought I'd never touched anything. Right. What I was trying to say is be aware of what you tell to your loved ones or your neighbor because you don't really know if you're seeing them for the last time. Also, use all your opportunities to bring the good news. God's desire to save everyone. What if that person I need to hear the good news? What if they're ready in their heart to receive what you have to say? Holy Spirit will always guide you. Maybe not necessarily we have to come and battle them with the Bible, but it could be something like, Maybe to say, you know, God loves you. Simple thing. Holy Spirit would tell you what need to say to them. 
But we should use opportunities. So many souls are waiting, waiting for God, waiting for good news. Jesus said it's good news. So someone might need them. We must remember that all we have is today. And we don't know if we'll still be here tomorrow. Even though we do hope so. Yet we must live and function as if we, all we have is today. That's the truth. That is the truth. We all know that. All we have is today. Like the moment. Here now. Dear brothers and sisters, so to conclude, I want to just to remind that the main point of this preaching was to be ready. Okay? To be ready. And you see, to be ready takes so many points. Overcome our fear. Stand up for our belief. To be bold. To be brave. Not go against each other. We have to love each other. We can't allow to be conditioned by the news, by everything. We should take one side. Jesus. We have to live like we have all we have is today because the end times are approaching very fast and all we have is today. We don't know if it's tomorrow or it's after tomorrow because it has not been given to us. But one thing being given, all of this, what Bible said, it prepared us very well. We have everything we need to face it. But we have to take it in. We have to stop sleeping and thinking, oh, Husband goes at work or a friend goes, right, yeah, see you tomorrow. We have to have this concern in our heart. Will I see that person tomorrow? I better say what I need to say. So you don't have the regrets. So you don't have to think next day, I, better I would like to turn the time back. There is no such button. Okay? I hope I'm leaving you concerned because that was the revelation I received. I was so much concerned that I cried and I cried at night. And I was asking God, how am I going to bring this word? How am I going to bring this to people? So I hope your heart's been touched with concern for the end times. Okay? Okay. Amen. So let's just pray for you. Let's close our eyes. Our beloved Daddy, our Lord, thank you for this wonderful word you have given us today, Lord. Thank you for this revelation you have given us, for this concern, to be concerned, to be ready, to think about our actions. And Lord, and I just pray, Lord, forgive us, Lord, Forgive us for we lived without thinking. We took a life for granted. We took relationship for granted. Forgive us, Lord. And help us, Lord. Help us to live with this concern in our hearts, Lord. To own our words. To own our actions, Lord. To think what we're doing. How we live our lives. How we spend our minutes. Help us, Lord, to be ready. And help us... Keep our hearts safe, Lord, where our hearts will not get cold, but where we can stay, stay hot, Lord. Stay on fire, Lord. Stay in love for each other, Lord. Help us, Lord. 
we just hear, Lord, to say, Lord, our lives belong to you, Lord. We want you to be our only Savior, Lord. We want to listen what you're teaching us, Lord. Help us not to be conditioned by the world, Lord, but help us, Lord, to learn from you and keep our eyes on you, Lord. Help us to be ready, Lord, for your return, Lord, and have our clean hands for you and hearts on fire, Lord, where we can wait with joy, Lord. No matter what trouble we face, Lord, I pray, Lord, we have joy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time, Lord. And bless everyone in here, Lord. Bless their hearts, Lord. Bless their lives, Lord. And plant the word deeply in their hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.